Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode, UConn. Uh, before we get going, guys, uh, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook fa- uh, fan page. Uh, I have a YouTube thing that I should dedicate more time to, but like I said, I don't have a really studio right now, and what's going on with just real busy anyways moving it past that i'm tired of talking about it anyways uh so let's get into this uh whew, okay so this was a game it was a, it was an interesting game it was probably one of the best uh, it was probably the most complete game i've ever seen michigan play in a long time i mean in all facets of the game we looked fantastic and yet boring i guess in a way but still it's the best boring i've ever watched i love it I absolutely dig it. Um, I mean, you can always tell that this was a game that special teams played a big part in because you could have a stat line like Corum with uh, 12 rushes for 71 yards and five touchdowns. So what that basically tells you, when you have five touchdowns and you have only 71 yards rushing, is that you have had great field position for most of those drives. Right, you are on the short side of the field most of the time, or also it looks like the great. I mean, we have really solved the red zone problem that was that plagued us all kind of for the first part of last season. Uh, so it's great to see that, and I would assume that is a JJ thing. I mean, JJ is just a different human being, and just the way defenses have to treat. Treat our offense when he's around is just phenomenal. So, but so so some of the things that I've noticed, right? And uh, I think I might have drank the Kool Aid a little too soon with our pass rush, but not our overall defense. I think our pass rush will get better as the year as the season goes on. Um, but right now they are they're not really pass rushing. <laughs> they're just not. If you watched it, the defensive ends or the Whatever they are, they're the the rush the rush backers or whatever they want to call them. I don't even know at this point, but it would traditionally be the defensive ends. So the or the outside linebackers, the uh, so Mike Morris, um, Braid McGregor, uh, Harrell, uh, and Upshaw. Right? They first of all don't know how to contain, which makes me a little nervous when it comes to some of these better rushing teams that we will be facing uh, in, in, in the near future. So like Penn State. Penn State will scare me if we don't know how to do contain. Both Gray, uh, Braden McGregor and Mike Morris got burned today because they ran, they collapsed in without worrying about contain. And that is my biggest Biggest pet peeve when it comes to the contained person uh, or the the rushing linebacker or the defensive end of a defense is that your main your main responsibility is contain and they didn't do it didn't do it whatsoever and they got burned and if that's happening against UConn it's going to happen against some of the better rushing teams and I do not want to lose to Penn State I don't want to lose to Michigan State on stupid shit like that. And that's what's going to happen if they continue to do that dumb stuff. I know they want the glory. I know they want to get in there and smack that quarterback. But you got to do it in the right possible way. You can't go running past the, the running back as he goes right past you. 
You can't do it. And if you go around looping around like Braden McGregor did, and the quarterback goes the absolute opposite way you just ran, which was supposed to be the place you were supposed to be, uh, don't know what to tell you. And that could end up biting us in the ass this season. So that is really annoying me. But the run defense is phenomenal. Absolutely the wall. I mean, these defensive tackles are killing it. I mean, I'm talking Mason Graham, uh, Chris uh, Jenkins, Mozzie Smith, I mean, oh, George Rooks. We have got we have got defensive tackles that are they might as well be the wall from uh, Game of Thrones because ain't nobody getting past these dudes. And I love it. I mean UConn came in with a great a pretty good running back today and we shut him down. Actually I think they knocked him out of the game, to be quite honest with you. Um just get the numbers here. UConn, and they're all good. Okay, our pass defense, too. I don't even want to forget them. Our pass defense is phenomenal, and I can't wait until next week. I'm, like, nervous can't wait because I can't wait to see what this defensive backfield does against Maryland, and I think we have a chance to shut them down, like embarrassing shut them down because uh, Samer still, is he not a just a stud? A stud. I mean, he's going. He wasn't going to make it to the NFL as a wide receiver, but he's going to make it in the NFL as a nickelback. He's going to do it. He's amazing. He's absolutely going to do it. I think. I'm very. I'm very, very, very impressed with what he's doing so far. Uh, I think our our cornerbacks are pretty amazing. I think our safety play, Macari uh, Macari Page. R.J. Moten, solid. Rod, uh, Rod Moore, solid. I mean, this is the best defensive backfield I think we've had in a very long time. A very long time. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, but our defensive tackles, these guys are killing them. So here's the numbers. I forgot. Let me get to the numbers. UConn, total passing yards, 24. Total passing yards, 24. Total rushing yards, 86. And most of that came off of one play by the by the uh, uh, by the start by their starting quarterback on like a keeper or something like that. That was it. And that all was that basically all happened at the beginning of the third quarter. Our defense is on point. The the rush ends and the defensive ta- defensive ends, whatever you want to call them, are disappointing me right at this point in time. They're disappointing me, but, but overall defense is phenomenal. And that's something you can just, you, you can coach them out of that, right? You can coach them out of that. And I'm sure Braden McGregor, cause I'm a big Braden McGregor fan. I, like I said, I think, I think McGregor and Harold are going to be the next Hutch and Ajabo next season. I definitely see that happening. Um, I just, you know, but just right now he's still a young kid learning. So it's the way it is. I'm, it's annoying, but it's promising. I know they can learn something. It's not, this is not like a deficiency where you're like, ah, it's just nothing. Like lack of speed. You can't coach speed, right? But you can coach them to fucking contain. So that's just how I see that. So I'm pretty good with that. Um, I just, everything was just so nice. Oh, one thing I really did like today was the um, the crowd's reaction to Cade. I really, I really appreciate that. I'm not, like, I have gotten, 
I've been hard on Cade. I get it. I've been hard on Cade. But I just realized Cade's limitations. I think the kid's great. I, I love him as a leader, like I said, and he seems like a good kid. But what what I, I thought was great was how, how loud they cheered for him. That was very sweet. But it also led me to one thing. Um, is there an act? Does the offensive line dislike Caden McNamara? Or is it that the defense, as soon as they see Caden McNamara come in, just absolutely knows he's a statue, so they bring the house constantly? Which one is it? Because every time you see Cade McNamara, that's when there's a breakdown in coverage. That's when the line gives up sacks, right? I think there was one sack on, on JJ today, but that was just because it was a good coverage sack. But I'm talking full-on bull rush, knock-the-crap-out-of-you type sack. It's only when Cade's in the game. It's very odd. So it's either that the offensive line does not like Cade McNamara, which I don't know if I believe, or the defense, their defensive coordinator is like, Cade McNamara's in, he cannot move, let's blitz the hell out of this kid. It's one of the two, but uh, it's, it's really, I mean, he has been under fire the last two weeks with defensives just blitzing his brains out. Um, sad to see him get hurt, but as we all know, Cade McNamara is, is injury prone, right? Absolute injury prone. He missed his first, I think his his freshman season with some unknown knee injury, which he redshirted, and didn't really need him then anyways, right? Because we had uh, Shea, I think. And then um, he separated his shoulder, did some with his collarbone in that game in 2020 against Penn State, which knocked him out for the, well, that, that was our season, I guess. <laughs> that, was, that was 2020. Um, so, yeah, he's injury prone. The kid's injury prone, so... Um, that's not a shocker that he'll, he would, and plus, I mean, he's getting full on straight shots. It's like the offensive line is just watching the defense just run past them at this point. Um, so I feel bad for him, but I mean, like I said, he was one bad series away from being the third string quarterback. And right now I kind of, I didn't know it was going to be because of the injury, but Davis Warren, uh, come on, buddy. You're next up second, second in line. So let's hope JJ continues to do what he does, start slinging that rock, and I think we'll just continue enjoying this this game. I mean, it's going to be a real short episode because I mean, what what else do we need to talk about? You know, I mean, it just Roman Wilson looks fantastic, right? He is the big he's the big play guy. You've got Ronnie Bell, which is coming back into form. I mean, seven catches for 97 yards or something like that. No touchdowns, which is a Ronnie Bell thing. Um, I would like, you know, obviously I would love to see more wide receivers get involved. I mean, like the ones I like, like A2, Andrew Anthony. I would love to see that kid get more involved. But, I mean, literally, we, the starters have only played maybe a game and a half at this point. Maybe. And I mean, I'm being, I am literally, no, let's see here. They played, the starters played three quarters today, or three and a half, or two and a half quarters today, and then two quarters. So they basically played two, two full games out of the three. You know what I mean? Like, they've very little time of playing. So that's what's so exciting about next week moving forward is that from here on out, we're going to see these guys play the whole game. So I can't wait to see who breaks out. Because... 
even though we've seen them spread the ball to everybody, if we've seen all that, then that's what the defenses and the other defensive coordinators have seen. So they really don't know anything as much as we know. We don't know shit. They don't know shit. So that's very exciting, is that we have major studs on this team that we still haven't even used, really, when you look at uh, Schoonmaker, All, A2, um, you can get even get into, say, well, Cornelius Johnson, I mean, I'm almost done with this kid. He trips, he holds. I mean, I, he, I've always been on the on the fence with this kid and liking him or whatever. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice kid and all, but I'm talking about his, his play on the field. Um, you know, we've got major studs that haven't even really done anything yet. So how do you game plan against that? And I think that's probably one of the more brilliant things that Harbaugh has done is by playing everybody, you're making the defensive coordinators for like Maryland and Iowa can literally waste their time looking at stuff <laughs> that you're never that you're never really going to see. There, this has been fantastic. So I definitely think that is a awesome move by Harbaugh, and I think we just need to accept that we played three awful teams, so we didn't have to really show anything. We didn't really have to get people involved. You know, so I'm looking to see how this happens. I, I'm very excited about this. Uh, Isaiah Gash, by the way, looking awesome. CJ Stokes looking awesome. I mean, our running back room is stacked for the next couple, couple years at least. Absolutely stacked. Uh, I've, this team is the most deep, most impressive, most uh, gelled team. And this offense looks way different. This is the most... Uh, cohesive looking offense I've seen in a long time. Um, I'm just very excited. Very excited about what's happening, where we're going, and I'm nervous excited about next week. It's one of our first tests. You know, like if, like I, I use the the analogy of the Mike Tyson's punch out. We're right at uh, the, the, you know, the little Spaniard that did the little dance with the rose, and, you know, that's what Maryland is. They're a one-trick pony. Right, if you know what that one trick is, you just wait, boom, slide, and knock him out. And that's what I'm waiting to see. I want to see how just a a really decent passing attack with a very uh, mobile quarterback. So that attacks two things that we need to work on. Defensive backfield is amazing, so I'm not really worried about that. But that defensive line is going to have to face their first mobile quarterback, and I can't wait to see how they do it. So it's very exciting. I think. It's going to be, I don't think it's going to be that close of a game, but I don't know. Uh, I can't wait to break some of this stuff down. I actually will watch one or two Maryland games this this week, uh, right before the big game pregame. So, I think that's really about it, guys. I mean, it was it was a very ho-hum win. It was very uh, un- uninspiring, but super fun to watch. I mean, I really didn't know what, I didn't know what to think of this game. I loved watching it, but, you know, there was just some... Some things, you know, we, we clean them up and we get moving, right? Oh, the good thing is Michigan State sucks ding dong. I mean, 36 to 14 right now, 10 minutes left in the fourth. I love watching the, the fan reaction. Oh, my God, it is the best. I hate Michigan State, and it's so good to see that their, their defensive backfield stinks, stinks something awful. I can't wait for J.J. to get a hold of that and just tear them up because you know he has that game specifically circled on his calendar, and he cannot wait to show this team up. He may drop 500 yards on this team. Not kidding. If Michael Penis Jr. can do it, 
anybody can. I mean, this this dude who's calling the game made it seem like Michael Penix Jr. was the greatest quarterback that's ever played in the game of football. Don't think so. Sorry. A decent, more you know, more than accurate, fine. But not, I mean, come on. No. Not J.J. McCarthy level. Plain and simple. Oh, and old numb nuts number 10 for Michigan State just threw an interception. God, I love it. I love this. Okay, guys, I want to get out of here. I was going to sit here and enjoy the rest of this Michigan State Oh, this is fantastic. Love it. Okay, guys, just remember, it is always, always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.